Welcome to an all new episode of Geek Vibes Live. I'm your host, Jawan, and as always, I'm joined with Tia. What's going on, Tia? Hello, everyone. Um, I guess I could say TGIF, even though probably when people listen to this, it won't be Friday. But just know we're recording on Friday. So thank God it's Friday. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. And a small shout out to Dom. Uh, very busy doing reviews and stuff. Uh, couldn't make it on this episode, but obviously he'll be back next week. Um, so I wanted to make sure I give him a huge shout out. Um, we'll be covering it in this in this episode, but we definitely have to talk about how Tia has now become the spokeswoman uh, or person, however you would like to classify it, uh, for stars uh, and specifically American gods. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, let's start off with some DC news, Tia's favorite. Um, <laughs> apparently, Maribel, can't pronounce her last name. Verdois. Uh, let me check to see if I can help you out there. Yes. <laughs> Probably, I, I like how I say that as if I can pronounce names well, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it could it could definitely probably be better than how I just tried. Um, <laughs> but as Tia gets me the proper pronunciation of the name, she has been cast as Nora Allen in the Flash movie. Uh, Billy Crudup. Uh, will not return as Henry Allen due to scheduling conflicts. Um, By the way, I feel as if it's Maribel Verdu. Um, Verdu? That's Verdu because it's V-E-R-D-U with the little like accent line on top of the U. So okay. I feel like I'm right there, but I'm, I may not be. <laughs> I like it. Let's go with it. Verdu. Um, sounds French. Right? Um, <laughs> But I, I mean, yes, I'm very happy for, for Maribel. Um, this is, you know, I, I've, I'm not familiar with her, but movies like this are definitely something to kind of push people more into the, um, the forefront. And, you know, if she's Nora, it means she's, spoiler alert for people out there, but she's going to die in this movie probably more than <laughs> once. Uh, <laughs> so. That's like anyone who's cast as Uncle Ben. You're like, oh, you're you're gonna die then <laughs> yeah, for sure 100 percent. you're not meant to to live but i bring that up to say um you know since she's probably going to be in the movie you know if if it's based off of the animated flashpoint nora was in it um you know a good amount in that animated movie you know not a lot but um definitely more than just dying um <laughs> so yeah um, but I don't know where, where they're going with this movie. I don't know how loosely they're tying it to Flashpoint. Um, but, you know, she's going to be giving out some good uh, dramatic dramatic scenes. You know, that scene where Reverse Flash kills uh, kills kills Nora Allen is pretty, pretty, pretty hard to watch. Um, yeah. But I'm very upset that because they couldn't get this movie figured out years ago, I now have to see a movie without Billy. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I thought he was great. Um, excuse me, as as uh, Henry Allen and the theatrical cut, it was only I only my feelings for him only grew more uh, with me being able to check out the Snyder cut. Um, he just like him and Ezra have this thing back and forth that I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, and I like the idea of 
all the past Watchmen characters kind of seeping through into the DCEU. Um, so I'm very upset with this. But little caveat, maybe this frees up Billy for down the road for being um, Jay Garrick. So, you know, definitely something to leave out there for a shred of possibility. If he no longer can be Henry Allen, he could be Jay Garrick down the road. And I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, Cause then you can really play off of the idea. Like you look really familiar, you know, and it's kind of like a nod to us that he was originally Henry Allen. Um, but Tia, I'm done talking. I'm sorry. Your <laughs> thoughts on the, um, on the casting for Nora Allen and our loss of Billy Crudup as Henry Allen. Well, I wanted to say that um, also if like, let's say hypothetically he came back as Jay Garrett, it also would be a nod to what they're doing in the CW Flashverse where you have the same guy playing Henry Allen as you do playing the real Jay Garrett. I, I forget how many seasons you watched of The Flash. I think you kept on oh, longer than I did. Yeah, I'm still watching. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I stopped after season three, so... <laughs> but those first two seasons to me still were the best um and i love that actor who plays henry allen and jay garrett so to me it's like i i think because you know my feelings about the current dceu is that i have held on so much admiration to the cw flash that those characters those actors to me feel like who I envision as these characters. I never felt that sort of attachment to the film version of these characters, but um, believe it or not, as much as I'm not an Ezra Miller fan, and we've covered that many times on this podcast, but I did think that his scenes with Billy Crudup were very well. Um, Billy gave very good emotion, which you need to do in that role and also, you know, in that character and also in the fact that he had very little screen time. I mean, I watched um, the theatrical cut probably twice. I don't remember him having a huge, huge scene, but in the scene that he did have, it was very emotional. So it does suck that he can't return due to scheduling conflicts. You know, that's because they pushed the flash back a thousand times. So that sucks, but that's most likely what's going to happen. I'm honestly surprised that that's not happening to say more of the Marvel movies. Um, that, you know, scheduling is just being pushed back for a lot of people and now they can't make certain things. But I digress. Um, like you, I'm not very familiar with Maribel's, um, you know, filmography, but this feels like the director um, said to himself, okay, so we can't get the guy who played Henry. Instead of recasting him, let's now focus on the mother instead. So it'll be very interesting what we can do. Um, I'm still not, say, the most excited for this movie upcoming, but Andy Muschietti is a fantastic director. Um, and it's going to be interesting seeing a horror movie director take on The Flash. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my thoughts on that one. Uh, I did want to. I did want to say. I don't think it's addition by subtraction. I don't think uh, bringing in Nora Allen is because you don't have Henry Allen. Um, mm -hmm. I do think ultimately they recast Henry Allen. Um, to me, because what was one of the more important scenes of Flashpoint? Well, let me not say most important, but what was um, 
one of the scenes from that comic and you know the the animated movie was the idea that reverse flash had pinned it on henry that's why he's in prison so it's like i don't know how comfortable i am seeing the flashback but not in all of its entirety um so i i don't know i it's i'm confused here i I really am I, i don't know what they're doing with this movie and i think that frustrates me the most um well so much of it just seems so random you know um it just seems quite random the more that you are told I mean the fact that like we've talked about the casting of Supergirl not taking anything away from Sasha but why is Supergirl in a Flash movie um so it's it's a little strange well that Thea I can see them doing addition by subtraction I see Supergirl being in because Superman won't be um so that i do believe is a is addition by subtraction um hold on uh so yeah so i I just see that a little differently um i really do hope that that's not the case uh that that's not the case that we won't have a henry allen um that we're able to do excuse me we're able to still do nora and henry like i don't want um you know I don't like the idea of moving on without Billy, but for the purpose of this story, I hope that it's, you know, we can get um, another Henry Allen. Uh, we are joined with Joel. What's going on, Joel? Oh, we're going right into it. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we had only just started. It, it, it's okay. We're actually just talking about the casting. Uh, we were classifying it as addition by subtraction. The casting of Nora Allen but our loss of Henry Allen. So I want to ask you, Joel, do you think it's an addition by subtraction, like Nora's in and Henry's out, or do you believe that they'll recast Henry? Uh, THR just said that they were casting Henry. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. They they clarified. All right. Perfect. Because I was just telling Tia, if Nora's there, it means 10 times out of 10, they're going to show her death. And the biggest mm-hmm. importance of her death was that it was blamed on her husband. So I'm like, no husband <laughs> was the was the whole point of him being in prison. If you showing him being in prison, so I'm like, that's it'd be really weird if they didn't recast them. I was just telling Thea Joel, I would actually love because I, me and you actually got to see the Snyder cut. Um, I enjoyed the extended, uh, you know, the extended um, screen time they gave uh, Billy with Ezra. I would like them to kind of play around with it since you're recasting um, Henry Allen. Maybe if Billy's free uh, for the, the sequel, I would love for him to be a Jay Garrick. Um, you know, if, if they go the route of Jay Garrick. Like, I, I wouldn't mind it. I just really did like the chemistry Billy had with, with Ezra. Um, I would like to see it explored down the road. But um, your thoughts on us getting Nora Allen and, and Billy stepping away? Uh, I'm excited that we're getting Nora uh, in, in the story and um, I'm disappointed we're losing him, Billy as Henry because I enjoyed him as Henry. Always sucks to lose a cast member, especially recasting. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, there's some scheduling conflicts. We couldn't do it. So we look forward to seeing who will take his place. And, and now he will have, regardless, he will have both parents in the movie. And to me, that's that's all that matters. He just needs both parents. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I remember the old, old, old rumors of that first Flash movie where people were speculating we could get, um, ah, what's his name? Ah, oh, God. Um, Wilson, the Wilson movie where he was stuck on the island. Tom Hanks? Yes. Tom Hanks is, uh, remember the old, old, old rumors of him is, is uh, Jay Garrick? Right, yes, there was definitely rumors. Yes. I, I am interested to see if um see how big they decide to go. Like to me, if if Henry um isn't going to be that big of a focus in the movie going forward, um then you know you don't have to cast big, but if it's gonna be anything like how Flash the series focused on Henry for those first few seasons, um I am curious to see if you go small to big. Um, or, or big to small. So I am interested in that. But we also got the news. Kiersey Clemens will be reprising her role as Iris West. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad, Joel, me and you talked about that. We were really excited because it's just like, why? Why recast her? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. She did nothing wrong. You, you cut her out. <laughs> you know, she never really got to live, you know, to really be Iris West. Right. Uh, so give her the chance. So uh, me and you did speak uh, on our Much Ado About Nothing pod that we were very glad that they decided to keep her. Tia, I, I want to go to you. Um, your thoughts on Kiersey uh, reprising her role as Iris? Yeah, you know, I remember years ago when they were doing castings and they said that they were casting this actress to play Iris West. And um And then I remember watching, say, the Justice League movie and not really thinking anything because I thought the movie was terrible. So then I moved on with myself. And then I saw these reports talking about cutting um, Kiersey, you said her name was? Yeah. Uh, Cutting Kiersey's scene. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Iris wasn't in this. And I sat there saying to myself, that kind of sucks. You're cast to be in this big uh, blockbuster movie and then your scenes are cut. So, you know, that felt really, if I was an actress, I'd feel really shitty about that, right? So the fact that she's going to get, not only is she in the Snyder cut, but that she's going to come back to be in the Flash movie to hopefully, um, I haven't seen the Snyder cut, so I don't know how much she's in this one. So I'm saying this out of pure ignorance of her scenes but hopefully more fleshed out in the flash movie and getting her time to shine since the character iris west is so connected to barry allen yeah i it's it's like like i've said numerous times it's just weird how everything's falling into place because um what it seems like they're doing with this flash movie is just so not the best time to introduce a character um, that you would need to flesh out. Um, because to me, it's just, it's me in my mind. Obviously, I don't get paid to do this, but it's me in my mind figuring out how much you're, you're dedicating to Iris when we know the story is so much bigger, um, you know, than just a flash story. Like, it's the idea that it's supposed to be a world builder. Um, so it's like, you know, you can't really focus on some of the small, intricate things that you normally would in a traditional solo movie. Um, well, so- yeah, because like 
And again, as I said before, so much of, say, my perception of these characters comes from the CW. So it's like you have the CW version of Iris West, who was so fleshed out. You know, I mean, even in just season one alone, you knew who this character was. You formed a bond with this character. Um, so it's like how much of that will be able to, you know, shift over into a movie version where we have a different actress and a movie that's going to have a lot in it. I mean, is there even going to be room for a character who's very beloved by people? Um, are we going to actually be able to see that? Yeah, I my mind is just still on. There's only one piece of news I'm I'm waiting for in regards to Flash, and it's <laughs> named Reverse Flash. Um, <laughs> so I will continue to be angry until. I hear Reverse Flash is going to be in this damn movie. Um, who do you really quick? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to play Reverse Flash? Okay, now because you guys just saw, I went through this with Mephisto. I'm not giving <laughs> any. I'm not giving my heart to the idea that he'll be in this movie. Good idea. Um, would you say, Joel? It's a good idea. Right, because it's very possible they're not they're not taking from the exact flashpoint they're they're kind of taking pieces of it to kind of justify the multiverse and and you know expanding it and and whatnot so it might not be any reverse but to your question tia um i want someone like the guy from you um i want someone that can play that just maniacal crazy thinks he's doing what's best for uh you know for the world but really it's what's best for him um i really would like the idea of that um and someone that's just so different than ezra um so that would be my pick uh joel who would be, who would be your pick i'd probably go old um i don't know i always looked at him as older character um so for me i'm I don't know. I mean, I'm open to a lot of different suggestions when it comes to reverse flash. I don't have anyone in particular. I know a very popular choice was um, Dexter. <laughs> What's his name? Um, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Michael Hall. Michael, yeah. Um, yeah. He'd be great, obviously. Um, but there's a lot of different places you can take it with, with reverse flash. A lot of different guys that could probably pull it off. Yeah. I, um, I Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, I have two people who I would see, like, as you guys are saying, I'm not married to anyone to, you know, uh, in regards to that. I wouldn't particularly be upset if someone else was cast, but um, Neil Jackson, who played Icicle uh, on Stargirl, I thought could uh, pull that oh. off. Okay. Um, I like and him. Yeah, I, I like him too. I really liked him in that character as well. And I think that he can kind of pull that whole shtick off. And I did see a few people throwing out Anthony Starr. Um, and we obviously could see what he could do with Homelander. Now, it's like, if he's Homelander and he's spending all his time there, would he necessarily have time to be Reverse Flash? Um, but... I think we asked him that question in our interview and I think he was open to it. So it's like, I could see him doing that as well. Fassbender is another big name that was floated mm -hmm. around a lot in, um, in, mm. in fan cast. Um, well, 
Anthony wouldn't have to worry about scheduling conflicts because apparently a Flash movie is made every 10 years. So, (laughs) yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Um, I'm just sitting there wondering if Anthony, um, no H, by the way, if Anthony would be open to being to playing, say, two maniacal villains at the same time. You know, actors are very, um, you know, uh, hesitant about that you know they don't want to be typecasted right. just wondering if that's something that you know realistically he would be open to i mean hey we always say money talks that's uh, true. <laughs> that would be good money yeah. i know he's getting that i know he's getting that amazon prime money but that warner brothers money <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's for sure um all right let's move it along um <laughs> Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, (laughs) Man. Okay. Sorry, I had to get my anger out before I went into this. Okay. All right. So apparently he was asked about the character Thrawn, um, which people aren't familiar. Grand Admiral Thrawn is from Star Wars. Um, I would definitely suggest reading the books, but if not, check out uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, You'll get everything you need to know from that. Uh, but apparently he says an emphatic no when it comes to playing Grand Admiral Thrawn in live action if he has to be turned blue. In quotes, there's no way I want to be turned blue. Um, Do we not know, though, if he's joking? British humor is very dry. He could just be messing with us. Very, he, he very well could be. He also could mean it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, I I have a million different people in my head. Uh, Michael Fassbender would be my guy for, for that. Um, so that. To me, it's not like he hurt my feelings when he said it. It's just one of those things where it's just like, I, I'll never understand. Like, you, you tell if, if a studio came to me and said, Juwan, look. You've been you've been acting for a while, you know the you know the steam's been growing with you. You've been doing a lot of good films. We're gonna give you like forty to fifty million dollars, but you have to be blue in a movie. I just I'm like there'd just be no point in my life I would ever complain about that. <laughs> like it's just like I don't care what kind of actor I think I am. If if I think I'm above that, it's just like why not? And to me, I do find Admiral Thawne to be a very poetic character. It's not like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's a different character than what some would assume. So just to be blue isn't like, you know, oh, I'm just this stupid blue character. It's like, no, it's a very deep character that you can really put your teeth into. Um, But again, my heart wasn't set on him anyway. So keep being Dr. Strange, I guess, is my answer to that. (laughs) I'll go to you. Uh, Your thoughts on on him being, being uninterested and being blue uh, i mean part of me wants to think that he's just being like uh cheeky you know kind of riling up ben de Cumberbatch has an interesting sense of humor i've watched interviews with him before i've watched interactions with him and say tom hiddleston he has a very say like sarcastic sort of humor and he's able to like deliver his jokes without even like moving a muscle in his face it's why he's so good if you ever watched him on sherlock so yeah, it's like part so. of me wants to say like he's just fucking with us but if 
if, if it is really his true intention, like his true feelings that he doesn't want to play Admiral Thrawn because it's going, he's going to be blue. Um, I'm assuming not necessarily because he believes he's, and again, I don't know the guy. I'm just, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt saying that it's not because he thinks he's above it, but maybe he just doesn't want to spend all those hours in the makeup chair. I mean, how long does uh, Zoe Saldana or Dave Batista? you know, spend in the makeup chair. Certainly to your, um, you know, to your credit, Joan, I would feel the same way. You know, if someone, if someone now was like, I'll give you a million dollars, but you got to spend like five hours in the makeup chair to be blue. I'd be like, okay, what time would you like me to get there at four o'clock in the morning? Fine. Um, I would even say just a small difference is with Drax and Gamora. I think a, a lot of why they spend so much time in the in the makeup chair isn't to turn them green it's because there's there's um there's artwork on their faces like you know there's designs on their faces admiral thrawn is just blue like they don't have to put designs on them he's just blue it that's it so it's like the idea but even meaning his face but even that but even that could take i'm just assuming maybe that's it but um i mean you know, listen, there, I don't know the character that well because I've never watched Rebels. Um, but just visually, I mean, he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch the high cheekbones, the long face. It's like, oh man, that is definitely a visually accurate actor. And Benedict Cumberbatch is very poetic. Ken, I, I personally liked his performance as Khan in uh, the second Star Trek movie, which I know was a little bit of a controversial casting, but I enjoyed his performance as Khan. He could certainly um, act his way around a freaking bush or whatever. I don't know what that saying was, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Fassbender too. Michael Fassbender as well has a way to carry himself. It has to be someone who can carry themselves. It has to be someone who's tall and or at least seems tall you know broad shoulders and everything from what i've seen this character cannot be someone who isn't in the realm of benedict cumberbatch and uh michael foster yeah i mean joe i'll pose it to you i think him saying no sent shock around the geekdom quite like when charlie hunnam had no fucking idea who the green arrow was um just it it hurt it hurt fans because we had been saying how like dude you look just like oliver queen like you should be oliver queen only for him to be like i don't know who that is (laughs) like i don't know what you guys are talking about um oh that was a thing i didn't know about that oh that was that was that was huge i mean there's probably still people that think charlie hunnam should be um to be the green arrow um, I do. I, I still want to. Do <laughs> well, I mean, shoot. I, I, you, what's funny is Tia, and I'm passing right to you, Joel. I believe three or four years ago, Tia, he was asked about it again, right? And his mm-hmm. stance changed from just seeming not interested to going, "Yeah, you know, if enough people think I should be, yeah, you know, give my agent a call. You know, I'm interested." So, like, it changed because I do think he heard the response of of how many people want him to be the green arrow so that's why i'm like money always talks benedict if if warranted by disney would be in that goddamn chair um but joa i'll pose it to you 
Um, is this something that kind of was just like, who cares? Um, cause I know you're very much of, if they don't want to be here, then don't be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how it felt. I really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I didn't want him anyway. I don't really give a shit. Um, but, um, well, there's, there's so many, there's so many people who are probably like losing their mind. It's like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. And Joel has the right attitude. It's like, all right, cool. If he doesn't want to be there, then I want someone who actually wants to be there. Right. I mean, there's no no point in crying over spilled milk. You don't want to do it. That's fine. Whatever. There's a whole bunch of guys that, you know, that would and, and probably would work just fine. So that's really my, my thoughts on it. He'd be perfect, honestly, but it's not, if it's not something he wants, I'm not going to. Fucking not gonna force a guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so go, go to Benedict's house yeah. and be like, Hey man, listen, you're going you're gonna do this. We're gonna take you right now. You're gonna go put on some blue yeah. fucking paint. <laughs> yeah, it's three in the morning, get in the car. What? <laughs> be in the chair all day. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, yeah, like I said, it, it didn't necessarily buy I, I think what upset me was Whenever I hear someone doesn't want to be blue, uh, or someone doesn't want the the accuracy of things, it just always brings me back to uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. It just it always does. It just that will forever rub me the the wrongest of ways. Why uh, did she not want it? I feel like you know so much more of behind the scenes than I do. Does she not want to be blue? Was well, that the, the thing? Ru- the rumor has it that um, she just didn't want to after that first movie she just didn't want to sit in a chair for hours upon hours doing that makeup to be blue it's why after the first movie she spent more time in her jennifer lawrence face than she did being blue um and to me it's like your character strong you know say it again joel i said though she was mutant and strong and all that mutant pride bullshit She's never a mutant face she's never a mutant (laughs) right so to me i compare it to if let's say uh the guy that played nightcrawler in uh, x-men united if he came out and said i don't want to i don't want to sit in this chair for for hours upon hours and he was a white-faced nightcrawler you know how disrespectful just don't be the character that's honestly that's exactly where my heart always lies in if you don't want to be accurate then just don't be the character well mm-hmm. simple as correct that. Me. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a while since I've seen the original trilogy. But wasn't Rebecca Remain always blue? She, I mean, she was only not blue when she lost the ability to be blue. She was, but that's ne- what I'm saying. That made sense, you know. Like, but yeah. it was she always blue, and you know, she was Mystique, right? Yeah, it was only like yeah. maybe one other time that she was not herself. Well, she was herself and not Mystique, and it was not very long. <laughs> Right. And not for nothing, that was a huge makeup thing because she was naked the entire yeah. movie. So right. it's like that's a yeah. head-to-toe makeup thing all day long. And she got to, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but she had to bend over for certain things and everything, you know? I mean, Jesus, <laughs> if Rebecca Remain can do it and she can be in full body in the ass crack and everything, you can be blue. <laughs> I just, it, 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 goes, it goes to my bothersome of these studios allowing Hollywood to dictate what they want to do for IPs that don't belong to them. 
You know, it's like we grew up on this. We've been waiting to get to a point to see it. You don't have the right to take certain things from us because an actor doesn't want to do it or a director doesn't want to do it. Then find someone else. That's that, just, that's where my heart always is. Just find someone else then. Just get Zoe Saldana to play, to play Thrawn. She has clearly no problem being in makeup. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, all right, let's let's move on. I could complain about that for forever. <laughs> um, Netflix is reportedly testing a new verification feature to prevent users from sharing their passwords with others. Netflix, I will sue you if that does happen. You do not get <laughs> to dictate what I do with my overpriced subscription to you, by the way. You don't get to dictate what I do with what I just spent my money on. That would be like if McDonald's was like, Whoa, 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 did you just buy those nuggets? Yeah. Did you just give them to that lady right there? Yeah. No, 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 no. you can't do that. No, 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 we don't do that. She has to pay for her own nuggets. What? <laughs> like, you don't get to dictate what I do with my money. I bought it. If I want to give it to half the world's population, I'll do that. I bought it. But I could complain about that for, for hours. Uh, Joel, I'll start with you. Um does does this frustrate you at all? Because I know we have between the three of us. I, I don't even care anymore. The three of us, we have a buddy <laughs> system. We share all the time. <laughs> so what? No, Netflix. We don't do that. Ignore John. <laughs> Screw Netflix, man. Um, but but um, no. It, it, all jokes aside, like you know, does that kind of feel like an invasion? Like them being able to dictate what you're able to do with money that you spent. I don't. I guess again, I don't care. They can try. I mean, they, they've not like this is the first time they've tried to do that. But does it ever work? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a will. <laughs> I just always compared it to when you know Apple and, and and Disney and places like that were saying how like, oh, you want to watch Raya? Like, you know, we're gonna make it specific to your account, so like you can't share it. And I'm like. All right, if you do that, it still doesn't get you what you want. Because now all I'll do is I'll invite Joel, Tia, Dom, and like the whole Eastern Hemisphere over my house to just watch it with me. So you still don't get other people to spend the money on your, on your platform because we're sharing it a different way. So it's like, to me, it's just like, let it go. Let it go. I'm telling you right now, Disney Plus having the amount of subscriptions that it does. I can tell you right now, I know at least 50 people that share their, their Disney Plus accounts. So it's yeah. like, if, if people share their accounts and they're still making their numbers meet, Netflix, don't blame it on account sharing that your stock is not as high as it used to be. Make better content. It's, a, it's like, Netflix, your stock isn't as high as it used to be because you keep raising the prices to an astronomical amount that is not is not worth it you keep canceling shows that are fan favorites this is like not even the marvel shit you've canceled glow you've canceled i'm not okay with it you've canceled plenty mm -hmm. of other shows that people were favorites of it's like people are going to get frustrated so it has nothing to do with the fact that people are sharing passwords it has everything to do with that your movies aren't that great you keep canceling fan favorite shows but you'll keep making the same freaking uh to all the boys who i love and shit like that and other crap shows and movies like that i'm sorry that riled me up my bad. It, it's it's honestly netflix's um you know ip isn't as great as it used to be 
and they keep raising their prices and i think i saw something like a month or so ago that was like netflix may raise its price it's like it's already like 15 dollars. what do you mean you're gonna raise your price right screw this <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 like you said it's already high you want to go higher and then you want to dictate what i'm able to do with my overpriced money that i'm spending on on your app absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely not no no <laughs> no not at all no no and, and i guarantee you if they do that not only will they see a drop in in uh, in subscribers, um, Peacock, HBO Max, um, Paramount Plus, Disney uh, Disney Plus, they're gonna bury Netflix. They're gonna bury Netflix, and you know what we'll be having in ten years from now, a documentary about how Netflix no longer exists, like Netflix is doing the blockbuster. That's what's gonna happen. The rise and fall of Netflix. Yeah, it happens. So it's like, yeah, sure. All right, you want to test this? Go ahead and try. Like to me, there's nothing on Netflix right this moment that if I could never watch again, I wouldn't know how to survive. Not a thing. No, I mean, to me, the only thing on Netflix that I'm say looking forward to is Narcos Mexico season three, but. I can just do with Netflix what I do with other apps, cancel it. And then when a show comes on, then, you know, get it back up and running, watch it and then cancel it again. <laughs> I could yeah. just do that to Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, shout out to Disney plus. Cause they guaranteed that we're not able to, <laughs> that fans can't do that this year. They have, literally have a show every month. <laughs> almost every yeah. year. they're like they're like oh, i dare you to cancel <laughs> yeah i dare you like if i was disney plus i would be so petty i would have it to where if you leave it's like a two-month wait to come back <laughs> no, Joan, that's so evil <laughs> <laughs> so it's like damn i really wanted to see loki after falcon to winter soldier well should have thought about that <laughs> no left no left um, but no, I think we all can agree it's 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 an enforcement that just won't work. I mean, hell, if the United States couldn't keep people in the house during a pandemic, you think you're gonna keep me from sharing my Netflix password? Ain't gonna happen, Captain. It just ain't gonna happen. Um, no, and um, I want to say one last thing about Netflix. Like Netflix's only advantage right now, it's it's two only advantages is that. Um, you know, people fucking share the password. And also that there's no ads. Right. Um, the moment that the the moment that Netflix starts doing ads or starts doing what say like Amazon Prime and Hulu are doing or HBO Max, you know, all the others pretty much, where they release episodes weekly, which drives me crazy. Like that's the one of the only advantages Netflix has. The moment that they start doing shit like that, it's like, all right, then I literally don't need you because you've canceled everything I've loved. Um, and you're, it's too high, you're, what you're charging. So I don't need you anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm close to that already with just this news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even pay for my Netflix and I'm still upset about this. <laughs> But um, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, speaking of which, Tia, uh, I'm gonna go to you. Uh, a cheaper ad-supported version of HBO Max is set to debut in June. How effect? Mm-hmm. Uh, how how beneficial do you think that'll be for um for HBO Max? I mean, money-wise, it will be beneficial because HBO Max is also on the pricier side. 
you know so Mm -hmm. if people are willing to you know watch ads then they'll be okay with doing a cheaper price like uh hulu right i have hulu but i have Mm -hmm. the most basic um hulu which is uh 5.99 per month and it has ads yeah the ads ads aren't that bad and it's cheaper um and hulu like people underestimate hulu by the way hulu has a very huge library as well and it's constantly adding so you know in this whole streaming wars race we should probably mention hulu every once in a while but Mm -hmm. um if if hbo max wanted to go in say that direction i wouldn't mind i know your feelings towards it juan where it's like it's now basically cable at this point but you gotta remember that everyone has to make money and it's like what are you going to sacrifice right would you rather pay them more money and have no ads or you know in today's really tough times would you rather save a few bucks and deal with a little bit of ads because I still don't think any of these streaming sites have as many ads as cable has commercials. Um, so that's that's my feeling on it. Well, to answer your question, I am overpaying for Hulu to not have ads. Um, the <laughs> thing, the thing I've, I hated most as a kid is like when a battle is getting really intense and then it fucking goes to commercial. Like, bro, what? <laughs> like come back now um so i like the idea that i don't have to worry about that like especially going through all this old anime like joel trying to get through one piece if there were commercials i would still be on episode two like i just i i I say it again i said i watched them all with commercials yeah i i I can't i can't my attention just it 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 changed too quickly (laughs) and i'll lose interest. well i'll just i'll just say this like when the pandemic started, I had to, you know, you have to assess financially what's worth it, right? Sure. So Hulu, so Hulu has its, you know, most basic. I even went in and changed my Netflix. I don't know if you guys know this, but Netflix does have a cheaper option for yeah. like eight something, but that's you can only do that's what you're paying. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if HBO Max had a cheaper option, you would get more people. I bet you there are people out there right now who don't have HBO Max because they look at the price and they're like, mm, that's a little steep for me. But if HBO comes out with a cheaper, you're going to have more people who are going to say, you know what, that's a little more worth it. But how much cheaper? A dollar cheaper? That's not even worth it. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and let me be let me be clear. I I understand why it's <clears throat> why it's beneficial for for the people. Um, I'm just saying for me. Once you put an ad in there, my attention is just it. It's it 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 just goes. It literally. Well, we need to help you with that, Joan. <laughs> um, no, but no. The best way I I I work around that is like when there's a show that comes on TV, like Snowfall. I love Snowfall, but I can't ever watch it live. I record it so I can just fast forward through it because once that commercial comes on, my attention just goes somewhere else, and then before I know it, I'm like, shit, it came back on. And I was looking at whatever, like now I got to, <laughs> now I got to go back or, you know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like, I need that constant. So that's why I'm like, if everything I have can be without ads, it's why I can't even do YouTube. <laughs> like, like I'm watching YouTube. And I'm like, man, like they're really making some good point. What an ad? Like, and now I got to watch eight seconds of this ad before I can skip it. Um, so I get why to some people it's very, very, very beneficial. Um, but for me, 
I went out and I have the the only uh, version of HBO Max that you can have uh, w- without the ads. Um, I just I, I personally couldn't do it. Could not do it. Um, <laughs> but Joel, um, how beneficial do you think this will be? It's cheaper for some people. That's they'll be fine as long as they can take it. I think that a lot of younger people these days can't take ads. You know, they just keep swiping and hopefully, like, oh, gotta skip, gotta skip. It doesn't work that way. I grew up with commercials where it's always on. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm used to commercials. These were like one minute commercials are not gonna hurt me. So I, I, I can take it for a cheaper price. I don't really care. So Hulu, for me, I have a way ads. I can live with it. it. It just gives me a chance to look at my phone, you know? Um, everywhere else, I don't, again, I don't care. I'm used to not having ads too, but like, it doesn't bother me to have ads because, again, because I'm used to it. But if it, for people that, because $15 is a lot, you know, for some people. And don't get me wrong, HBO was already $15 without the max part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but people don't know that or don't look at that way that didn't have HBO, you know? So if they can get it for like maybe half the price or, or just a couple dollars cheaper it might be worth it to them and they get some ads but you know they still get the content you know so it might work out for you know for those people that, that want HBO so I think it, it could work yeah and and I get how it's beneficial for HBO Max because they get ad revenue um so sure. they're making they're making their money up from the lack of what you're paying but what they're getting from these ads so I get I get it from them uh, they're not trying to be nice to us. They're just like, well, how can we make money and still get subscribers? Ah, ads. Um, so I get it. I, I completely get it. I completely get it. Um, and Joel, I'm I'm not that young. I, I grew up on commercials too. It's what built my hatred for it. So when Netflix came out, I was just like, wait, what? But you are part of that younger generation. So and all like 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 my niece won't. So she stopped using my free Hulu because I have <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She can't do it. <laughs> on you. you go ahead and pay for it. <laughs> You're the youngest one here, John. <laughs> um, let me get AJ here so I'm not. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on. I want to go, Tia, to um, we. you got some John Wick news, Tia. Yes, I did. Uh, Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Ian McShane. I can't believe he, I want to say like Sir Ian McShane, but I don't believe he was knighted. So I can't say that. <laughs> it's McKellen, uh, it's McKellen not, uh, not him. Only McKellen. No, I know. Ian, Ian McKellen, Anthony Hopkins, every other, every other British guy. No, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, he was marvelous, by the way. Um, very pleasant, very personable. Um, I, listen, American Gods has no reign on him because he was saying some shit that, like, he was... Okay, really quick, right? Before we mm-hmm. um, got on the interview, I said, you know, Ian, I got the opportunity to see episode nine, which premieres this Sunday. Um, so we'll put the interview out after on monday so can we talk about you know episode nine spoilers he's like oh yeah no i love spoilers i love spoiling shit and and he does because we 
he then talks about episode 10 which i've seen so it's like i know he's talking about shit and they talk about things that haven't even happened yet you know they happened in the book and i'm like if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at midi health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause and MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Like in, in the back of my head, I'm like, Ian, the American gods, like snipers, are going to tell me to like never put this out. But I'll put it out and wait for them <laughs> to like tell me. So anyway... At the very end of the interview, I asked him, you know, what's going on with John Wick 4? He said that they're writing it right now and that, um, you know, it's going to start shooting hopefully sometime in July. What was really interesting is I'm not sure if he was just saying this or if he has any sort of like insight idea about it. But you know how previous it was announced that three and four were going to be filmed back to back. And then obviously the pandemic happened and that couldn't happen. So he said something along the lines of like, um, I don't think that they're going to film four and five back to back because they saw that that couldn't work with three and four. And in my head, I was like, was there a five confirmed? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that. Um, so again, Ian, lovely, lovely man, very talkative. <laughs> his age, his agent doesn't have anything on him. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like to me, I was just like, his agent must be sitting there going, Ian, stop. <laughs> and Ian just don't give a shit. Yeah, when you, when you get to that level, uh, there's just nothing, nothing anyone can do to you. Um, no, but I, I do think five was mentioned before because I do think it was originally supposed to be filmed four and five together. Um, yeah, well, he said that that's not going to happen. So. Right, right. Oh, well, also, you know, it couldn't work out because in that time, that was when Keanu was doing Matrix. Um, right. So right. I think he's finishing up Matrix if it's not already done. And then he's yeah. apparently to what Ian's just saying here, he's going to go right into John Wick 4. Right. Um, he's a hardworking man, Keanu Reeves. Very much so. I would have definitely liked to have known T if he's going to be part of uh, the... Um, the show on stars that we're supposed to be getting about the hotel oh the continental yeah. yeah yeah see the thing is that i was only given 15 minutes with ian um and he's a very eloquent speaker um and i did and i did i did push it we went to 20 minutes and i i i felt the agent in in my heart like telling me like stop it <laughs> stop it <laughs> stop asking questions and it's like no i need to ask questions but uh, um uh i probably could have spoken to ian probably for like an hour or more he was a very lovely person to speak with so if i had gotten more of the opportunity i would have asked those sort of questions but um yeah no i mean it's cool to get some john wick news i yeah. actually watched the john wick movies later than most people um and then i just couldn't stop like it was over the summer that my boyfriend had watched it. He's like, you got to watch John Wick, like one and two. And we did that and I was obsessed. And I was like, hey, the third one's on HBO Max. Let's watch it. And it's just so good. It is. Yeah. Rick. Me and Joel saw it in theaters together. Um, yeah. 
very enjoyable. <laughs> Cringy at certain points, but so goddamn enjoyable. Well, that uh, first I- one, like, to me, the first one's the best one. Ooh. No. No, I won't argue with that. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we can't say you're wrong because that's, that's, that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd probably have to go with three. Um, Holly Berry was such a, such a damn standout in that movie. Um, and the action, I think the action was a little bit more, uh, was a little bit more crisp. Um, and they were able to do a lot more in three than they were in one. Throwing the, uh, taking the, I think it was a knife or something and stabbing him in the eyeball. The fight with Boban at the beginning. Um, the dogs. There was just so much in it that I was just like, yeah, this is fucking bananas. Like, this is no, insane. and don't, and don't get me wrong. I loved three, which by the way, like, I didn't know that guy Boban existed at first. I thought that was CGI. I was like, oh, that's a little campy that they like, CGI this guy to look so massive and yeah, it's like oh no that that guy is really that but um I think I liked one the most just because it was a more contained smaller story I appreciate the world that they're building but in a like simplistic story sense that's why I liked um one the best no no I, no arguments I, I love them all <laughs> yeah, so, they're all phenomenal. No, no yeah. arguments on on where you go. I just to me, I like when heights are are heightened. Um, not story wise, just if, if it's an action movie, to me, the biggest thing you have to capture me with is the action, and it can't be the same. And they've managed to make the action different in each of the three movies. And that third one was just fucking bananas. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, by the way. Sorry, yeah. I don't mean oh, to keep right. interrupting. Before you move on, you know, in the second one, the guy who plays Chernobog is in it. Remember the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember. He's in a lot of things. <laughs> so much. Uh, but, Joel, did you have anything you wanted to add about the John Wick news? No. I, I, I want to see it. <laughs> I just want to watch the <laughs> movie. Was like, I want it. I want it bad. I want to um, it, so I might, I might buy it the trailer, or maybe I just wait for the fourth one. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think what I'm gonna do is because I I said I would do it with in the Infinity Saga, but then I decided not to because Disney Plus came out. Um, but what I think I might do is wait until all the John Wick movies are done, and then just buy that huge box set. Yeah, probably do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Disney Plus because it really robbed um walmart of the money i was gonna spend to get that infinity saga box set <laughs> when i heard when i heard hey you can just pay eight dollars or seven dollars or six dollars however much it is and they're all already here i was just like well then why would i buy this box set <laughs> like, yeah. like why would i do that um i already had them all so i was like unnecessary <laughs> oh great. yes you do have them all absolutely you're right um, you are of uh, a rare breed of today, Joel, that still enjoys collecting the um the DVDs. Only for the superhero movies, I collect the superhero Blu-ray. Right. That's right. why John Wick is special because it's not a superhero thing, and I feel like getting it anyway. <laughs> well, wait, don't you have James Bond? You have James Bond. Yeah, but that's because again, that's like one of those special oh, things. Gotcha. <laughs> I got you. Like I like the the what's it called the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, so I got right. those. 
Or the Planet of the Apes movies. I like those. Yes, uh, Matt Reeves's, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. This is a topic, Joel, you really wanted to talk about on Much to Do About Nothing, and Tia really wants to talk about it in Geek Vibes Live, and that is the rumor that Rob Zombie is directing a yeah. Monsters reboot. Monsters. Monsters, not Monsters, which the is monsters. probably... Which is probably why Rob Zombie thought he wants to direct us in the first place. He heard it as monsters, and it's like, no, monsters. There's a you in there. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to my autocorrect that changed monsters to monsters, but I read it. <laughs> I had it written. Um, but Tia, um, you were really excited about. Well, n- let me not jump the gun. You really wanted to talk about this. <laughs> um, so your thoughts on the possibility? Uh, that Rob Zombie could be attached to directing Monsters. The Monsters. Yeah. The, mo- the Monsters. Oh my goodness. We got to get out of this topic. Your thoughts to you. Yeah. So um, I know everyone knows the Adams family, right? Everyone knows they're a kooky, gothic sort of family, and it's funny, right? Ha ha ha. And certainly I like the Adams family, but I grew up on the Munsters. Not literally grew up. I'm 30. So obviously I didn't grow up when I first came. But I grew up with my grandparents and my grandparents loved the Munsters. We watched it all the time. The Munsters were very near and dear to my heart. And the Munsters and Adams family came out within a few years of each other. And they have very similar concepts. Um, But... And so obviously the Adams Family kind of like ran with more popularity. It's had a bunch of reboots. It had a Broadway show. Monsters really didn't have that. I love the Monsters. I still think it stands up. It's on Netflix. I rewatched it like two years ago. I'm like, I'm still laughing. This is like a show from the 30s and it's still funny. Um, And (laughs) the Monsters is a funny thing. It's, yes, you have pretty much the Frankenstein monster. You have Dracula, you have the bride of Frankenstein looking, you have, you know, all these like monsters, but the whole point of them is that they're a very delightful family. The, the, you know, the married couple, they love each other. They love their children and they live on a block and, you know, they think they're perfectly normal, but everyone else is like, Oh my God, they're so strange. And, you know, that's the humor of it. Like they're a very, well-to-do family that's just a little kooky but they love each other and they're just kind-hearted people so it's like my first when I heard Monsters reboot I was like awesome I mean well finally the Monsters are finally getting a light shined on them and I'm not often the biggest fan of these reboots because I'm like you could just watch the originals but the fact that we've had a million like Adam's family reboots I'm like all right you know we can have a Monsters but then I heard Rob Zombie was rumor to direct it and it's like no offense to rob zombie he's a good musician and he's a good director but this is not his shtick this is not the monsters i don't need bloody got you know bloody gory version of these characters where they're like killing their neighbors and shit like that like to me that's not the right director to tackle this project i do feel very strongly about it because you know it is a very nostalgic thing for me um and i just don't want the monsters to be used in like name only and for it to be like oh well let's get this darker version it's like no maybe you could do it with the adams family because you've rebooted it so much the fact that this is going to be essentially like probably the first reboot since its original run i don't 
feel as if it should be something that's kind of bastardized just to fit within, say, a more horror-driven genre because suddenly that's the thing, you know, with the uh, Halloween movies coming back, Chucky's coming back, they're talking about a new Friday the 13th, it's only a matter of time before Freddy Krueger comes back. So it's like, oh, they're thinking, how do we get these monsters again? You know, let's do the monsters. It's like, no, 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 that's not your thing. That is not your thing at all. Stay away from it. So um, I wasn't excited about Rom Zombie being rumored. I was fired up to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I I slightly disagree. I don't think because that's his background that that's where he. Again, this is all speculation because it's only rumored. But um, and the main reason why I disagree with that was your background doesn't define what you're able to do. Um, the Russo brothers coming from comedy and then making a really serious spy thriller in um, Winter Soldier and then seeing James Wan go from Saw to do Aquaman. Aquaman felt nothing like Saw. It was different. He was able to come into our world and bring elements of his world. Um, But to me, I'm like, if Rob Zombie can find a happy medium of making this the same funny, um, entertaining um, product that you're used to, uh, you know, if he's able to find the blend of coming to your world with a mix of his, to me, I I think that's like we we all unfortunately have to give up the idea of things being true to what we know it to be because it has to be mainstream to the, the people of today. So there's people that have never heard of of the monsters. So you kind of have to make it a little bit more modern to pertain to them. So it might be the perfect combination of mixing the two worlds. Uh, and I get you, it's not monsters. So again, we don't need to see someone's head being bit off or you know an axe cutting someone and like no. But I, I do think he he could find a positive balance between the two to where it's it's not it's not far off from what you're used to i'm just saying i don't think it would be a problem because we've just seen too many times directors come from something completely different than where they're uh what they head into and it worked um like i said i have no idea who the hell the russo brothers were um and then to find out they came from a comedy background and were able to do um, Winter Soldier so well and, and that movie was nothing like a comedy um, so to me I think he can do it I mean I wouldn't argue with you that that shouldn't be the first person you call um, but if he wanted to do it and that's where this rumor is possibly coming from um, then I would wholeheartedly trust that if it's something he wanted to do he would honor it um, so, I mean, that, that that's just personally how I feel, but... Uh... No, yeah, I mean, you could be completely right, you know, and I would be prepared to eat my words. Um, I wanted to say about, you know, making it more modern and changing it. It's like, I understand that. Um, I think my comparison always goes to the Adams family because it's like, even though they've had different iterations, they've all generally been the same with the same concept. And it's like, I just want to make sure that that's done um, with arguably the better family. (laughs) I'm going to come on record and say that. Um, But yeah, so I mean, if Rob Zombie can do it, then that's fine. Um, It it would just be interesting, you know, and I I just hope that he would do it okay. 
I mean, me and Joel spoke about this. Like I said, we talked about this the other day. And I was saying how, because I, I never saw the Halloween movies before I saw Rob Zombie. So I had only had seen mm-hmm. Rob Zombies. I've seen them all um, now, but I had only seen his. And to me, I didn't understand the hate because I'm like, well, if he made the exact same movie that you had already had, you would then be upset that he just made a carbon copy of what you've already seen. So he had to make it different. Um, now, you know, if someone wants to argue how different he decided to go, that's a different argument for a different day. Um, but to me, it's like, as long as the heart of it is still there, um, you know, to me, I, I, I feel like it should still be a good product. Um, but Joel, h- how do you feel about this, this rumor? Um, I was excited, honestly, because like, I haven't seen, heard from the monsters in a very long time. <laughs> so um, like, like what Tia was saying, like, no one really talks about the monsters. They never really, they never really got a reboot, you know. Uh, and I did. I also grew up with the monsters, like on Nick at Night, and I just because they were they marathon shit, and that was one of my favorite ones. The monsters. I actually preferred it over the Adams Family TV show, even yeah. though I really, even though I love the Adams Family movies, but I, the, in terms of shows, I preferred the monsters over the Adams Family. Um, but um, like I'd love to see what he's gonna do. But apparently, he's a huge fan. Like he's a big big fan of the show and apparently he's casted his his Herman and, and Lily so um he apparently has two people already you know in the roles so like um we'll see <laughs> like I'm, I'm excited to see what he does with it um obviously he's known for crazy horror, horror and gore and uh definitely you know, the first thing you think about is his his um you know his movies that are just insanely crazy <laughs> uh but <laughs> You know, it's apparently going to be a comedy. So, like, uh, it, is it a horror comedy or is it just a straight up comedy? Like, uh, we don't know. This will be probably a movie, something he's never done before in terms of not going all the way bloody. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got to probably I mean, put a limit on it. I mean, I think my best example would be definitely knowing that Sabrina came from a um, a comedy. It was a comedy when it was on television. And when you watch the version on Netflix, it's drastically different than that comedy. But to me, it works in its favor because you just that kind of comedy. I don't think you could really sell to to this generation. You had to do something more modern and different. Um, And it worked. Well, you know, in my opinion, I'm not saying that factually. In my opinion, it worked. I love Sabrina, Um, the the show on Netflix. So to me, it's like. Uh, and and I still the point I'm trying to make to you is, it still felt like the heart of Sabrina, right? Yeah. Like it didn't. Sabrina didn't feel different. Everything around it did. So to me, if the monsters can be everything you've always, uh, you know, known it to be, but everything around it is different, then it's the balance of him coming to your world, um, but bringing aspects of his world into it. Quite like I said before. James Wan having to put his sprinkle in Aquaman by giving us the the trench. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was his way of going, oh, y'all thought you weren't getting any horror in this shit? Nah, dog. Um, And it worked, you know? I I do personally think it was the weirdest (laughs) timing of that movie to have it. Um, But it worked. It it worked. So, Go ahead, Joel. No, I'm saying I agree. It did work. I love that scene. 
Um, so to me, it's just always about finding the balance. And if they find a good balance, and like Joel said, that's very important. That's what I was alluding to. If he's a fan, I find it hard to believe that if he loved the original, he would drastically change it um, and make it something it's not. So as long as he's a fan um, and he wants to do right by it, I have all the faith in the world that, you know, that he will. And, and that's no. where I'm, I'm hoping to go with it, that it is everything you and Joel have known it to be. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I want an update. Don't get me wrong. I want it to be, I don't want the exact same thing. I would love a modern day interpretation of it. But I still have to keep the spirit of it, you know? Right. It has to keep the spirit. Um, when I think of like modern day, like monsters, um, you know, I think cell phones, computers, seeing them, you know, right. deal with shit like that, you know? Right. I, I don't also, necessarily want them to go into the basement with the grandpa and he has heads uh, freaking hanging from the ceiling. That's what I'm saying, you know? Also, uh, I mean, by <laughs> modern to you, like, think about it. Stranger Things, huge. Sabrina, huge there is a there is an aesthetic of that look of that feel of that horror feel that unfortunately weirdly is just really hitting off in 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 today's generation and that's where it looks like they're going towards with a lot of remakes they're going towards with a lot of reboots a more darker version of something that was lighthearted. so to me again i'm not saying that's what will happen but unfortunately it's what's working today so it might be something like the grandfather having heads down there. Now, how it, you know, how it pertains to the story, how it works, we don't know. But unfortunately, that darker edge seems to be very popular today. And it seems to be where everyone's leaning towards. Um, yeah. So that's what I mean. But I didn't mean modern, like, like you were saying, Taylor, with like cell phones and stuff. I meant more modern, like the aesthetic seems to be darker, not lighter darker people want darker um so it's very like i said it's rob zombie could be the perfect guy for the studio because he can manage that to where he can kind of bring a darker edge to something um like the monsters you know whether it's good or not we gotta see but that's I'm definitely okay. where the studios are heading with almost everything uh i mean hell to you fresh prince the the new fresh prince that we're getting is a darker story than the lighthearted comedy that we got before. So dark is just where every studio right now is is wanting to go. No, yeah, and I I get that completely. You know, you got to go with say what sells. Um, so I understand that. Um, I guess I'm still just coming from the stance of you know, I I guess from someone who grew up watching it, it's like. I want people to love this as much as they've loved the Adams family right. all these years. You know, that's my thing. It's like, I want it to be something where a lot of people can see it and appreciate it. So, but again, I could eat my words. Um, if Rob Zombie comes out with a good uh, adaptation where it feels new, but also holds the spirit, then I will uh, go and watch it with uh, an open mind. But see, Tia, now, now, and I was waiting for a moment to where we got to something that you were as passionate <laughs> about as I am with other stuff. Because now you understand what I've been saying to you about how 
continuity matters because you have one company doing it. The other company can do it. And I want people to appreciate DC the way I have since the day I first read a Batman comic, you know? So that's why when I'm like, it, it no, people need it to be in a continuity and make sense. It's because I grew up on it and it's like, I want people to appreciate DC the way that I do. You know what I'm saying? So I get you, Tia. I get you. But now are you starting to see what reality is on how don't nobody care about what we want? <laughs> well, listen, they've had the only thing that I could argue against that is that you've had a million freaking Batmans. We've only had one Monsters. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I just mean the continuity of a world of DC, not just you doing a good Batman movie, a world. And, and it's just the idea of like, come on, man. Like, I've, I grew up on this. Why can't you just do it right? <laughs> you know, just do it right. Uh, That's the studio's fault. They just like, don't know what the hell they're doing. They got everything up in the air. It's juggling around and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why are these big studios? It's like, you come in. All right. So just to go into that, right? It's like, for you, it's that. For me, it's right now, say like the monster. You right. sit there and they're like, we're going to come out with this stuff. And you're like, yay, but we're not going to do it right. And you're like, well, why are you doing it? Then? <laughs> like, yeah. Why can't yeah. you just figure your shit out? <laughs> 100%. But I mean, and, and like you said, people not giving an appreciation to the monsters is the same thing me and Joel have been saying forever. It's like to hear kids today tell us that the holy trinity of comics is Iron Man Captain America and Thor is the most heartbreaking shit you could ever hear. It's like, oh my God, you poor babies, you don't know. Like you don't you don't know a world where Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman is damned. You don't know a world like that. Well that's the um, thing too. Like you don't like you people don't look at DC the same as Marvel. They definitely should. And that's it's because of the movies, you know, because right. they're those those movies are they're so they're viewed by everyone. And then popular opinion sways what people think most of the time. So I'm like, the DC characters are just as good as the Marvel characters. It's just a matter of how they're being used. And, and you know, the, the, the you know for the longest time, Warner Brothers didn't know what the fuck they had in, under their belt. That's really what it came down to. Right. Which and, I will... Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm going to make one last point with them, and I swear we can move on. Um, the Marvel movies are so popular because they're so seen, because they're marketed towards a larger audience being under Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you say that you're going to come out with a Monsters movie directed by Rob Zombie, and parents are going to be like, oh, cool, the Monster is a thing that like I grew up on or like my parents grew up on. Oh, it's directed by the guy who made The Devil's Rejects? No, I'm not taking my child to go see this. And then it's not appreciated by a wider audience. Well, the trailer will will do that for them. And most random people don't know who directors are. (laughs) But that's why, see, I've been telling you guys for years, that's why marketing means everything. If you market it right, parents will take... I mean, hell, see, if parents saw Deadpool trailer and still was like, yeah, I'm gonna take my kid to see this, and then you yeah, that... like, whoa, yeah, that whoa. was wrong. <laughs> so, so to me, marketing, marketing, like I said, can make or break a movie, and you just have to market it right. And if you're smart, if you're the studio, you'd put reruns of the monsters back on television 
uh, right yeah. around the time where you know you're starting to promote this movie to get people reminded, like, oh yeah, that's I do remember that. Okay, um, and it'll it'll only drive up sales for you. Um, whether the movie's good or not is to be seen, but uh, but yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. We got a few more before we get out of here. Um, this one is very dear to my heart. Transformers Beast Alliance is looking to begin filming in late May, early June of this year. Production will be primarily taking place in Montreal and Peru. I just hope Beast Alliance is not the name that they settle on. Um, <laughs> I want my Beast Wars. Call it Beast Wars. Um, I'll even take it if this is Alliance in the sequel is Beast Wars. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but to me, I'm really excited for this. Uh, Joel, me and you <laughs> talked about this uh, to no extent uh, on our figure it out only for Pete and JD to, <laughs> to go, ew, what? <laughs> um, but me, oh, I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> me and you very much love Beast Wars. Um, to me, that's my Transformers. Um, I'm not saying it's better than the OGs. It's just the one that I flock to, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, like I said, Joel, I've said this to you before. It's kind of like how Spectacular Spider-Man is where I drift to over the OG Spider-Man. Not saying it's better. It's just what I what I gravitated towards. Um, right, right, exactly. So, um, so like I said, Beast Wars was was a thing for me. I remember daycare. Um, the lady that used to watch um, me and my friends, we would put on Beast Wars. We would know what, what time it was. But Joel, uh, your thoughts on this, like feeling real now and knowing that filming will begin uh, not too not too far from now. I'm excited, but uh, you know I need to see like what they look like. That, that's what I'm waiting for, you know. Yeah. And there's gonna be people involved, and Beast Wars never had people involved, so it's gonna be weird. Um, so I'm, I just I gotta see it play out. But like I grew up like you uh, very much, and Beast Wars was my Transformers, and I collected a lot of Beast Wars toys, uh, and I was really big into animals over automobiles. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's really what it came down to like i love animals so like the, my, the robots were now turning into animals instead of cars i was like i could dig that shit so that's what i did i, I loved them um and i didn't even like it when they just started doing trans metals and started looking like half robot half animal I'm like well now you lost the purpose you can't disguise yourself like that i thought you're supposed to hide from people when you're half a robot whatever but the point is <laughs> i look forward to seeing how they pull it off because the tra those transformers are also really small because they're not big they're not car size they're like animal size so like i'm very curious how they explain that shit too so yeah very excited. <laughs> biggest thing is transforming them like that has a look fluid um because yeah. you know yeah. going from a car to a robot makes all the sense in the world but when i'm looking at a real looking gorilla yeah you know you're like this robot gorilla it's like all yeah. right that has the look right, you know? Yeah. It's like, te is it techno organic? Like, I, I, I'm very, very curious how they're going to look in this movie. A hundred percent. And I think the biggest thing to me is I need Paramount at some point, Paramount, Hasbro, whoever, to realize Transformers is not like King Kong or Godzilla or anything like that. Like, King Kong and Godzilla don't talk. So you need humans to balance the narrative of the story. You can't just have a non-speaking movie with monsters fighting and expect someone to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Transformers is different. They talk. 
I don't need more people that talk. They yeah. they covered that. But apparently this takes place in the Bumblebee universe, but in the 90s instead of the 80s. Uh, and yeah, so and it's going to be worldwide or whatever the fuck. So I'm very curious how this all plays out. I'm open-minded to it. I, I miss what Beast Wars was, which I believe was like the Big Bang of things to where they landed. And it was just it was just primal. It was just primal. it was it was yeah it was out of time so it was like right. they went in the past and there wasn't like people there wasn't people it was just animals and um dinosaurs uh, and stuff. but the dinosaurs were like the fossils you know right. what I mean right so to me so. it's just like I, I don't know I don't it's just it's it's frustrating because it's like you're already trying to sell transformers you putting humans in there to counteract that is just like there's no need because they don't bring anything to it of value. They're humans and you're robots. You know, like again, but these, I but, right? But these were I don't again I don't we'll see how they do it. But these these transformers should not be as big. Oh, at least the Maximals. I don't know about the fucking Predacons. Those motherfuckers might be big because they're dinosaurs. And shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I was gonna say they were dinosaurs, so they'll they'll probably <laughs> be big. Um, but yeah, to me, it's just like humans to be watered down transformers. Um, because the, the focus should only be on the transformers, and the fact that you made them talk lets me know you don't need the humans, they, they're, they're not really giving much. But they, um, you know, they pulled it off last time with Bumblebee, so we'll see. They did, but I only, I only, I only accepted that because it, it does make more sense. Um, because Bumblebee does not talk, <laughs> so it's like. A good balance of that would be humans. I get it, um, but that's not the case here. So again, I'm with you. Open mind. See how they see how they do it. But I, I'm throwing hands with somebody over at Hasbro if this is trash. I, I'm telling you that now. I want to see what transformers they use too. Like you know, is it the ones I grew up with? Are they using new ones? Like very curious. As long Optimus was the ape, right? Yeah. Is yeah. It was uh, Optimus Primal. Yep, as long as that stays the same and uh, Megatron is the T-Rex, I, I, I think I could be okay with everything else. Um, Cheeto was my favorite. <laughs> oh, shit, I did forget about... Uh, okay, all right, so then that too. <laughs> so those three things. Um, Tia, how familiar are you with, uh, with Beast Wars? So, like you guys, I actually grew up on Beast Wars. Beast Wars <laughs> was my Transformers. Um, I can't remember where I've at. Oh God, where did it premiere on Cartoon Network Tsunami. or something? Tsunami. Tsunami. Okay. Okay. Um, it was Cartoon Network for sure. Might it might not have been Tsunami, but it was a hundred percent Cartoon Network. It was. Okay. It was not. It was actually, I, I think, on Fox, but like it moved over a lot. It moved around a lot. Yeah. Well, all right. So, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tia. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I grew up on Peace Horse. Those were my Transformers. Um, I loved the idea of it. I was really into dinosaurs as a kid. I guess because of Jurassic, I guess because of Jurassic Park, super into dinosaurs. Like had a mm-hmm. shit ton of books, did like a bunch of science projects on them. Loved oh. it. Um, I will admit that when I got older a few years ago, I think Beast Wars is on Netflix or something. And I went back to rewatch it, and I didn't personally <laughs> think it held up that well, at oh, least yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but you know, I love the concept still, even though as an adult, I was like, Ooh, I, I'm not sure I'm really into this anymore. I still love the concept because you don't really hear that. It's always 
they're these aliens that come and they can transform into vehicles. It's like, wait, no, but what happens when they come and it's not modern society, it's animals. And that's such a cool concept. I don't know how they're going to be able to make it look good. Um, you know, yeah. cartoon version, you can really play around with that. Um, that's going to be interesting. At, like you, Juwan, I agree. I hate the whole focusing on humans so much because and I'll give you reasons why. First of all, um, the comics are great. I don't know if you guys ever read the comics. I did for a while. The comics are amazing. No humans ever. Um, Transformers Prime is a really good Transformers cartoon that does have humans but doesn't really focus too much on them. Also, they have such a rich history. They have politics. They have gender discussions. They have freaking <laughs> friendships, hatred. You know, they have religion. It's like they have this such this big, vast world with all these different, um, you know, beings that have such great personalities. And it's like, but no, we had to have a shit ton of Michael Bay movies where it was just explosions and, you know, the humans running around trying to even act as if they could hold their own against massive robots the size of like skyscrapers um so that made no sense so i also don't very much like the idea of hey let's throw in more humans it's like why do you continuously need humans in these movies let them just be their own these transformers yeah nah, I, i'm completely with you on that i did read the comics um i it's i don't know like i said i accepted it for the modern day of what you're doing with what's his name, Michael Bay's Transformers. But you're you're not let me not say you're not. I don't like you giving me a story that's supposed to be primal and you're telling me like, oh well, no, it's modern day, but primal. It's like, wait, what? It's um, why would they then have, why would they then be animals, you know? And then how could you have then dinosaurs? You couldn't. There's no dinosaurs I in mean, the nineties. I can almost, I can almost predict now they're gonna go a more scientific route to where um you know they, they involve science in it somehow i don't know to me it's just like you, you don't have to try hard like to me you could do a world of um i don't know to me if you were if you wanted to do beast wars it's something that should have come before bumblebee that's just how yeah, I or they could just do their own like literally just do their own separate thing where they do a Beast Wars that actually takes place during the time where it's supposed to take place. No one's going to complain that you don't see a human. They would be like, oh, here's a caveman. We have to have the humans in it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm never a fan of running two stories concurrent to each other in, in live action movie wise. To me, it's just, you know, commit to one. You could do Beast Wars for three movies and then fast forward to modern day. It, it's, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You can still have it where it exists within that world. It's just like, this is the prequel. This is how shit started, you know, and you just have the understanding that what you're watching eventually leads up to what you've seen. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, open mind, who knows, but oof, does it give me headaches <laughs> thinking of how they could fuck this up? Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> To end this on the night, we're going to end our night on Kaylee Cuoco. Uh, and that is, uh, Joel, did you finish Flight Attendant? Yes. Okay, good. 
Um, me and Tia sweared by that show. Um, the flight attendant season two looks to start streaming in spring of 2022. And the second half of that news is that Justin uh, Halpern uh, says that they are looking to release season three of Harley Quinn either late 2021 or early 2022. So it is a Kaylee world and we are just living in it. Tia, I'll start with you. How excited are you for not only the Harley Quinn series to be coming back, but for Flight Attendant to be coming back also? You certainly um, are ending the show on a very positive note. Uh, <laughs> the, Har <laughs> the Harley Quinn show is just amazing. Season two was great. I cannot wait to see what they have in store for season three. I mean, Kaylee Coco just is so great and so fun as Harley. I love where they went with it. I That's a show that perfectly um, has these characters that They've changed some of them and it feels good, but you could also feel that classic sort of vibe to them that you've always loved, you know? Obviously they've, you know, modernized Poison Ivy. They've changed Harley Quinn. They've changed a bunch of them, but you still love it because it still feels like um, a raunchier version of say like uh, Batman the Animated Series. It's so great. Uh, so I can't wait for that. The flight attendant was phenomenal. I understand um, the picks for the Golden Globes, but or the Critics' Choice Awards, whichever one, whichever one snubbed Kaylee Cuoco out of an award. I was like, damn it, she was really good in that season. Um, my mom saw that news about it coming out in 2022, and she's like, God, I gotta wait a whole year for it. And I'm like, I know, but hope you know, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Season one ended. Because um, originally, you guys got to remember, the flight attendant was supposed to be just a limited series. One season, that's it. And you could see the way they ended it, that it was a pretty satisfying conclusion, even though it did leave the door open for other stories. And I'm so excited to see where, um, you know, Cassie's story goes, you know, what she decides to do, what happens with Rosie Perez's character, Megan. Oh, it's so good. I love the flight attendant. I love her in it. And I'm happy that she's seeing a life on a career outside of the Big Bang Theory. A hundred percent. And I definitely got to thank Tia for putting me on to it. Um, thoroughly loved it. I kind of saw the trailers. was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but definitely Tia got me into it. And I'm glad you did. Loved it can't wait i would inject it in my veins if i could um so excited for for next year i don't mind waiting till next year because to me it's one of those things where it's like you'll blink and we'll be in yeah. December, and then it's like oh all right well, you know we have a trailer for flight attendant season two you know we're we're ramping up to head right into it in the new year so to me i don't mind i'd say the more disappointing thing is i felt like season one of harley quinn and then season two came so fast. I was mm -hmm. expecting them to continue that. Because, um, you know, with even with COVID, you don't have to, you know, you're not acting together. You're in a booth, you know? So, like, I didn't think that that would have slowed down anything um, with that. So I was just expecting it just sooner. Um, but, you know, they say possibly late this year. Whenever, whenever a showrunner or a director or a studio says, maybe this maybe the end of this year but definitely you know but or maybe the the beginning of the, it's always the latter 
So it's like it'll be in 2022. I'm almost I'm almost a thousand percent sure. Which um, will mean two two Kelly um, projects on HBO Max. At this, yep, yep, mm-hmm. and, and I I think I think that's probably why it'll lean more to the latter. Um, yeah. Just it makes more sense. Um, but uh, Joel, your thoughts on both the news? Well, I enjoyed it too. Like um, you guys talked about it, and I I wasn't really interested in really watching it, and so you guys kept talking about it. So I'm glad I watched it. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked how it ended. Kept me entertained for like the whole season. So that worked out, you know. Um, so I, I also enjoyed the flight attendant. Maybe not as much as you two, but I still enjoyed it. Um, and then, of course, Harley Quinn. I'm, I'm, I'm a superhero nerd. So like that probably takes precedence for me. So uh, I enjoyed both seasons very much. And I look forward to a third and where the fuck they take it. Because, man, that show's crazy. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> It is crazy indeed. Um, but that's all we got for you guys on this episode of Geek Vibes Live. Want to give a huge thank you to Kia, uh, a huge thank you to Joel for joining us. Um, a shout out to Dom again. Um, he will be back next week. Uh, but I want to end this show on a very, very, very good note. And that note is I want everybody, when you hear this tomorrow, to flood Kia with the warmest birthday wishes <laughs> um, I flood her um definitely happy 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 birthday to Tia I will have to tell you on your birthday um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but happy early birthday right thank you sake, uh when you guys hear this it will be Tia's birthday so huge shout out to Tia um, <gasps> do something really special for her and go out and flood all the latest interviews Tia just, just put out with uh, the American Gods cast. Uh, show all the love possible. Oh, um, I loved, um, not to interrupt you while you're showering me with compliments, Joan. I loved uh, Joelle's comments on Twitter, by the way. Where I think he said something of, uh, at this point, I should just work for American Gods. Yeah. I said I, I figured uh, you like American God more than Stars does at this oh, point. That's, so. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay with that, with uh, heading the club, the president of the American Gods Club. Here yeah. I am. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think that's speculation at this point. I, I think we have more facts. Um, I even would probably say the cast probably loves you more than they love Star. <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point, you get enough interviews to cast your ass in there as a cameo. Cameo, like you know how you know how Hardwick used to do Talking Dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Talking Gods. Yeah. Talking Gods. Talking Gods. The after yeah. show. You hear the stars? I'm available. Yeah. So, yeah, She'll do it. Crazy of a birthday present would it be if stars reached out to you tomorrow and was just like, "We heard you, and that does sound pretty good." You know, all right. You know, we're gonna fly you out. You know, see what you can do. Uh, Don't even get me gassed up. That was- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm so prepared for when it happens. It's like. See, you're getting a call from a Jewin. She's like Jewin, Jawan. I don't know who that is. Jewin. <laughs> Hang that up right now. Is that a Juan? Juan. <laughs> but all right, guys. Um, huge shouts out to Tia. Please do shower her with birthday love. 
Um, we will see you guys same time, same place next week. Please make sure you tune in for Marvel Cinematic Review tomorrow night. I will still be doing it, even though there is no episode to review. Um, I want to keep the momentum going for it. So we're going to have a trivia night, an MCU trivia night, slash what we are expecting from season one of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We'll be live on YouTube on the Geek Vibes podcast. Stay tuned for that. But we will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. See y'all.